Hey there, everybody. It's Pastor Chip again, and thank you for tuning in. Getting a little snow up here today. It's a little cold and the wind's blowing, but hey, we got this warmth of the Bible here to keep us going. And we're following up with uh, Genesis 17. We're on the Abram roll. And today, 17, a lot of things happen. little bit of humor of God in here too so I'll get to that in a minute so I'm gonna read and narrate some of this to you because I have to I have to read it I can't paraphrase what God's saying so in 17 start with one it says when Abram was 99 years old the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him so this is, he's 99, you get that, 99. I talked earlier, a couple chapters back, that his dad lived to be 200 and some odd years. Abram's, Abram's pretty old feller now. And um, it's been 13 years since he last seen the Lord, right? When... Um, or was it Ishmael was born? It's been 13 years. And now the Lord appears to him and he says, I am Almighty God. Walk before me and be blameless. Now the word Almighty is translated in the Bible. You know, a lot of the Bible, they don't use the proper names of God. They say Lord and God a lot of times. So the actual word is El Shaddai. And El Shaddai means the strong one. And this is the first time that God is called by this name. And so far the primary name by which the Lord has revealed himself is Elohim. But El Shaddai is used exclusively in scripture relating God to his children. So, he says... I am El Shaddai, walk before me and be blameless. And I will make my covenant between me and you, and will multiply you exceedingly. Now remember, all through these chapters we've been reading, and God's been talking about number of the sands of the sea, and dust, and the stars in the heavens, right? That's, he's going to put all those descendants out there, and... Abraham's still wondering, okay, how's all this going to happen? But when the God appeared to Abraham, it says in verse 3, Then Abraham fell on his face, and God talked with him, saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with you, and you shall be a father of many nations. No longer shall your name be called Abram, but your name shall be Abraham. For I have made you a father of many nations. Okay, it says that Abram means exalted father. And uh, this probably refers to God's nature more than Abram's name. But here God changes Abram's name to Abraham, which means father of a multitude. Five times now God says, I will. Okay? So he changes his name to Abraham in verse 6. He says, I will 
make you exceedingly fruitful. And I will make nations of you, and kings shall come from you. And I will establish my covenant between me and you, and your descendants after you, and their generations, for an everlasting covenant, to be God to you and your descendants after you. Also, I give to you and your descendants after you the land in which you are a stranger, all the land of Canaan, as an everlasting possession, and I will be their God. And God said to Abraham, As for you, you shall keep my covenant, and your descendants after you throughout their generations. This is my covenant which you shall keep between me and you and your descendants after you. Every male child among you shall be circumcised, and you shall be circumcised in the flesh of your foreskins, and it shall be a sign of the covenant between me and you. So it says here in my book that circumcision was done on the eighth day uh, and we know today that on the eighth day of an in, uh, the infant's immune system is at the optimum level for such a procedure. Important blood clotting agents, vitamin K and prothrombin, are at their highest levels in infants on precisely the eighth day of life, making the eighth day the safest day to circum circumcise an infant. Well. It only took us a couple of thousand years to figure out that God knew what he was doing, didn't it? That's why he said the eighth day. All right, and it says, He who is eight days old among you shall be circumcised. Every male child in your generations, he who is born in your house or bought with money from any foreigner who is not your descendant. He who is born in your house and he who is bought with your money must be circumcised. My covenant shall be in your flesh for an everlasting covenant. Can you imagine if you knew that you were a slave and you was being bought and sold and going to Abraham's group or going to live whatever, that you had to be circumcised no matter how old you were? And the uncircumcised male who is not circumcised in the flesh of the foreskin, that person shall be cut off from his people. He has broken my covenant. Then God said to Abraham, As for Sarah your wife, you shall not call her name Sarah, but Sarah shall be her name. And Sarah is a means princess, it says. And I will bless her and also give you a son by her. And then I will bless her and she shall be a mother of nations and kings of peoples shall be from her. Remember, Abraham's been hearing this for how many years we've been going on now in these chapters? Of nations and nations and nations. And he's always got his Ishmael at the point, at this point. And Abraham fell on his face and laughed and said in his heart, 
shall a child be born to a man who is 100 years old? And shall Sarah, who is 90 years old, bear a child? He's laughing in his heart at God's promise. Now, you remember when the angels came and they set up under the terebinth tree and he cooked for them and made the meal and and the angels said that they would have a child and they laughed. Sarah laughed. And now Abram's laughing. And, and Abram said to God, Oh, that Ishmael might live before you. And then God said, No, Sarah, your wife, shall bear you a son, and you shall call his name Isaac. Now, whether you know it or not, I don't know. But God has a sense of humor. Because Sarah and Abraham have both laughed at God. And God says, you're going to name him Isaac. And Isaac, in Hebrew, means laughter. So God had the last laugh, didn't he? And then God said, No, I'm sorry. I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant and with his descendants after him. And as for Ishmael, I have heard you. Behold, I have blessed him and will make him fruitful and will multiply him exceedingly. But my covenant I will establish with Isaac, whom Sarah shall bear to you at this set time next year. So basically... And Abraham was 99 years old, and he circumcised everybody that was in his family. All the men, all the children, everybody. You remember when um talked about Lot and him having to go rescue Lot? He took 300 of his trained men. So we don't know how many men Abraham had under his command or under his roof. Could have been a thousand. But he circumcised them all that day as that covenant. And that circumcision represents the covenant that God made with Abraham. It says, uh, where is it? The covenant of circumcision is to an Israelite what a wedding ring is to a bridegroom. That is the sign of the covenant with God and Abraham. All this time, he's been hearing that he's going to have a kid and he's been talking about it. And he's been wondering, and he's 99 years old, and now it's going to happen. And he laughs at God, and then God says, all right, Smarty, you're going to laugh at me. You're going to name the kid Laughter. And every time you call his name, you're going to think about, well, guess I shouldn't have laughed, right? Can you imagine... Isaac growing up, why am I called laughter? Why couldn't I have been called 
something normal like John or David or, you know, Paul. Why'd y'all name me Laughter? Then he has to explain to his son about how he laughed at God because he just really didn't believe that he was going to have a child at a hundred years of age. Man, I can't imagine having a kid at a hundred years of age. My granddaughter Carly and my grandsons Barrett and Lawson, they are full of energy. Can you imagine starting a family at a hundred years old? Oh, man. It's got to be a hard undertaking. But God promised it, didn't he? And that's the covenant God gave with Abraham. And because of that, that covenant, the nations, what else did he say over here? A father of many nations. Exceedingly fruitful, I will make nations of you, and kings shall come from you to be your to be God to you and your descendants after you. Can you imagine Abraham's in heaven right now, and we? are part of that promise. We are part of those sands on the shore. All the believers in Christ are descendants of the promise and covenant that God made with Abraham. Still, Though, to me, I know uh, we think we're in end times, but if any one of these promises that God has made about the numbering of the descendants being like the sands on the shore or the dust or the stars in the heavens, I'm not good at counting um, M&Ms in a jar you know, guessing things like that. But I sure think there's a lot more sands on the shores than there are descendants of Abraham right now or have been since then. I might be wrong. I've been wrong once or twice. But can you imagine... Can you imagine Abraham looks down on earth and sees the fruit of the promise that God made him?
I think it's amazing. And amazing for the fact that we're able to see it today. We're the children of the promise. And our children are part of that promise. And you see, my daughter Sarah her name comes exactly from this passage. I prayed about her name before she was born. She's my princess. And her first name is Sarah, exactly from this passage. And her middle name is Elizabeth, from the mother of John the Baptist. Two great women in the Bible. Two great women who I hope my future will be from them, from those names, from my daughter, like Abraham, like we are to Abraham. But I guess the real question is, we know the covenant that Abraham, that God made with Abraham. What covenant have you made with God or has He made with you? Have you promised God something? God, help me get through the holidays. I promise I'll go to church. God, help me quit smoking. Or God, please let us have a healthy child. I'll do this or I'll do that. Have you made covenants like that with God? He doesn't take them lightly. He tells Abraham in 17, the first verse, Walk before me and be blameless. Are you walking before God and being blameless? I would say... Any day is a good day to get yourself in order, to get your act together, and to walk blameless before God. It's as good a day today or tomorrow or the next day to start as it is right now. 
So I would be thinking about that. Think about this covenant. And ask yourself, are you a grain of sand? Are you a star flickering in the heaven? Or are you somewhere standing on the shore watching life pass you by? It's not too late. It's not too late to make a covenant with God. Just don't wait until the covenants pass you by. And this is Pastor Chip. I thank you for tuning in. And I hope everyone has a, a great day. God bless.